Mammoth Monsters. My name is Rian and I'll be your introductory host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptid, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. We'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so you can learn more and get as obsessed as Erin is about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Today we're heading down to my home in South Africa and looking at the mysterious Grootslang from African mythology. But my slang is groter. I've personally never heard of this monster, but I'm from the north of South Africa in Pretoria. It's not something that was commonly talked about as we taught more about the Tokoloshi, which is a myth monster we'll cover on the podcast soon. But I'll let Erin take it away. Sit tight and enjoy. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan's one of my lovely colleagues who is very obviously South African. He now lives in the UK, but still very much has the accent and cultural background from there. He entertains me at work by over-exaggerating his accent, and it's very satisfying to listen to. His favourite word to say is, I contact, which I just love. But without further ado, let's get into today's monster. My name is Erin, and welcome to Myth Monsters. Today, as Ryan said, we're going to be looking at the shifty Hootslang from South Africa. Hootslang is described as a serpentine elephant. Yes, I bet you never thought you'd hear those two words in a sentence together. It's very literally half snake, half elephant. They are absolutely massive, bigger than a normal African elephant, reaching sizes up to 40 foot long. I will just say now, I'm trying with the pronunciation. It's a very phlegmy word, if that makes sense. You really have to huh it up at the back of your throat. So if they don't quite come across, I do apologise, I am trying. It's not something I'm used to as an English speaker, so bear with me. The Hootslong are said to have greenish, grey and scaly skin, ears that are a combination of elephant ears and a cobra hood, venomous elephant tusks, a forked tongue, an elephant-like head and front legs, and a snake tail back for its whole back half, and an elephant-like trunk that has a non-living, snake-headed shaped end complete with venomous fangs. If you can imagine that, well done, you've done better than me. Now, there are some depictions of the Hootslang that are snake bodies with elephants' heads, others of quite the opposite. Some have gemstones for eyes, which is quite cool. We'll get to the reasoning behind that later. However, my personal favourite is that they are the full-size elephant, but with loads of snakes as trunks. There's a very cool artist rendition of this that I will post on the Twitter this week with my reveal. They are a primordial monster and actually considered a cryptid, to be honest but it does make them older than the world itself being primordial, much like in Greek mythology, the Titans are primordial, for example. However, natives say that the Hootslang is a spirit snake, and anyone who encounters it is overcome by a sense of evil. They live in a cave called the Wonder Hole, or the Bottomless Pit, depending on how much you love Wonder Hole, because it's my new favourite nickname for any orifice, and I'm going to use it for something. This is found in the Richtersveld area of South Africa, which is on the border of Namibia and the nearest city is Cape Town, and that is a seven and a half hour drive, so it's not really somewhere where a usual tourist will go and visit. This cave is apparently linked to the sea by a river, and that's called Orange River, and it's debated whether the Hootslang can live underwater like some sea snakes. 
This cave is apparently full of diamonds, precious gemstones and metals. And kind of linking to that, they absolutely adore anything shiny. Like dragons, they love wealth in any shape, way or form. Their favourite thing is diamonds and that leads us nicely on to our next point. So how would you escape a chutzlang if you decide to go hopping around in the wonder hole? Well, apparently the cave is full of diamonds and this is why people think it's down there as a guardian of South Africa's biggest gemstone deposit. However, if it slithers or charges up to you, you can offer it a diamond and actually it might decide to spare you. Although, if not, they have a horrific reputation for having a real lust for torturing and slowly killing people who dare disturb its nest. However, they more have a penchant for eating elephants which they lure to the cave, crush them and swallow them whole. Ah, it's my favourite part now, it's etymology. The word chutzlang is Afrikaans and Dutch, as if you didn't know Afrikaans, the roots are within the Dutch language from the conquest of South Africa in 1652. That is another story for another day if it's relevant, but for now, we'll leave it. The word chutzlang means big snake, which definitely suits the magnitude of this creature's size. So the tale of the creation of the Chutzlang is that long ago, when the planet had just been born, the gods, which are called the immortals in African mythology, were new to creating things and so were just kind of playing about. I don't know what compelled them to put a little hissing danger noodle and a giant stomping elephant together, but when in Rome or, you know, in Cape Town, I guess. They realised as soon as it was released that this was a huge mistake and they had given it way too many powers as they had made it incredibly strong, cunning and bloody clever, obviously like the two animals separately. They all put their heads together and decided to split the animal in two, creating the world's first snakes and the world's first elephants. However, the original Hootslang escaped and hid in the wonder hole with all the subsequent Hootslang owing their lives to this one escapee of the gods' panic. It's lived there ever since and ever since is a very vague term Legitimately, there is very little information on this beast. Now, this original Hootslang lives in the Wonder Cave, but some natives of Congo say that multiple Hootslangs live hidden in the cave systems, guarding any deposits of gemstones and precious metals. Although I can see that this would be a really good way to keep colonizers away from pockets of wealth and generally away from them. Speaking of which, and kind of sparking off of that one, a cool fact is that they're thought of very much like elephants when it comes to pack mentality. The male Hootslang stick together in bachelor packs, whilst the females and calves stay together in matriarchal groups. Also, the original escapee Hootslang was in fact female and apparently leads the herd as a matriarch. They also apparently lay eggs, and they do so in the cave systems, keeping them from potential predators. Although, not entirely sure what... Crocodiles and lions ain't got nothing on these babies. However, if you're lucky enough to find a stray baby Hootslang, you can, according to legend, tame it and form a rider's bond with it. Cool, right? Now, have there ever been any sightings? Yes and no. They've appeared in South African newspapers, which have confirmed that they're about 40 foot long, and apparently one party of prospectors followed one's tracks for miles before it disappeared into the Orange River. Only one person has said to have tried to explore the wonder hole. He used a winch and cable to reach a ledge below the cave, and then there were loads of tunnels leading off the ledge and very strong smell of sulphur. He dropped his electric torch when all these bats flew in his face, and he was brought back to the surface. And, needless to say, he never tried again. 
Another cool sighting, not really a sighting, but I guess a report, is that of Peter Grayson. He was a businessman from England back in 1917. I don't really know what he was doing looking for a titanic beast instead of fighting in World War I, but sure. He disappeared after his party were all attacked by lions, but was never seen again. People say that the Hootslang killed him, but let's be honest with ourselves here, it was probably the lions? For cultural significance this week, I am afraid I have to say we are a bit sparse. It was a real, real effort to find this much information on a beast. I think, to be honest, I'm quite impressed that I've managed to get this much content out of this. But for art, have a look at the independent art all around them. Some of them are really freaky, others are just unbelievably cool. There are so many different variations of the Hootslang that you could just go crazy and find complete variations of completely different styles everywhere. For TV, a Hootslang was featured in Secret Saturdays, a show which I talked about a few weeks ago. There's an episode with the Hootslang and it's shown as a four-tusked, green-skinned elephant with horns and a snake tail. The Saturdays had to relocate it away from settlements by baiting it with a large piece of pork. Sounds delicious. The Hootslang was featured in the Lumberjanes comic book series 3, and it was creating a snowstorm, which is a bit weird for a South African myth monster, although South Africa does have penguins. I think that's pretty weird too. For games, there's actually two. In Kingdom Rush Origins, which is a mobile tower defence game, there's a stage called the Crystal Lake where Hootslang appears in the Crystal River. It uses its breath to crystallise towers and basically help beat you. They're also a boss in Final Fantasy XV, which is kind of cool. My book recommendation this week is maybe a bit controversial because of the author, according to some, but honestly, have a look at Nelson Mandela's book, Favourite African Folk Tales. It's got brilliant reviews and you can really feel how much he loves where he comes from, the folklore and generally all the history surrounding South Africa, which is just so lovely. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I mean, no, not really. The concept of them is terrifying, but like, nah. Although, like the Mananagal from last week, locals are convinced this exists, so I do totally get it. My thoughts are one of two things. One, they saw a massive, massive snake that they might have thought was just too big to be real. I mean, the longest snake ever recorded, called Medusa by the way, brilliant, was a whopping 25 foot and 2 inches long, which was recorded in 2011. So it's not 100% unbelievable, and there are loads of reports from the centuries around the Orange River that people think are Hootslang, so maybe that's a sign of them, but also maybe it's the opposite. My second thought is that maybe the idea of creating a reason to stop colonisers and realistically thieves from stealing their livelihoods would probably help too. I think if I were finding out that people were going underground to steal my diamonds, I think I'd try and scare them off too. Considering the history of South Africa and gem mining, it's really too big a coincidence for me really. You know what, this was another one that I kind of put off because it was just a struggle to find any content about it. I didn't really know very much about it in general, but I'm really glad I did and I enjoyed learning about it. I do really enjoy snakes and elephants as a separate thing. And I live safe in the knowledge that South Africa is really far away and I don't ever have to worry about getting eaten whole by one because I certainly don't have any diamonds. Hint, hint, partner, just saying. Next week, we're headed back over to the British Isles because I was homesick, I wanted to go back. We're going to look at the terrifying banshee from Irish and Celtic mythology. Join us for a scream next week and find out more about these ghostly ladies. But for now, thank you so much for listening. 
been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, a shiny new website. So come and join the fun and share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. See you later, babes.